Good morning. I'm Jim Swan here with co-host Monica Bratz, who is the Director of Marketing and Strategic Initiatives with BBB Serving Western Ontario. This morning, we continue with our focus on the moving business. Here on Ask BBB, we are joined once again by Nancy Irvine, the President of the Canadian Association of Movers. Good morning again, Jim and Monica. It's good to have you here, Nancy. Well, this morning, we're going to talk with someone whose moving experience turned into, if not a nightmare, certainly a bad dream. Of course, our hope is that once people are armed with information available through BBB and the Canadian Association of Movers, they will be able to identify and avoid potential scams. So, Nancy, we are at the midway mark in May, and COVID is still very much a presence in our lives. What are some of the precautions professional movers have taken to minimize the risk to themselves as well as to their customers? This one's pretty easy for us because we were uh, able to get on this really early. My daughter lives in China and she was working in the moving industry before she went over. So we had a lot of lead on the kinds of things that we would need to do. So we started planning early in January 2020 how to keep movers and customers safe. We came up with a screening questionnaire, which is not much dissimilar to what you would get at Masonville Place or at a medical facility uh, or pretty much anywhere you would go now. And we work with several of our members to create standard operating procedures for moving companies for health and safety protocols. These were first implemented in their workplace, including disinfecting trucks, their equipment, their warehouses, and their office. And by the beginning of March, when the virus was really starting to take off, the movers uh, had an idea how it was all going to work. We were able to source uh, the PPE and all the disinfecting wipes and all those kinds of things that we needed and they were ready to go uh, in the customers. So now what we do now is the same thing we were doing back in March uh, last year, and it's very easy. So the customer can help us out by getting prepared on moving day by doing the few things before the movers arrive. We'd love it if you would set up a washroom or a sink area that the movers can use exclusively when they're in the home. Consider having paper towel, pump soap, or sanitizer and wipes available for them to use, but don't be surprised if they show up with all of this themselves. If you have a plastic grocery bag available, that would be helpful to uh, put all the used paper towel in, and then it could be just tied up and put out with the garbage. So take some disinfectant wipes and wipe down high touch areas. That's things like your kitchen countertop, your doorknobs, your stair railings, bathroom counters, anything where you touch regularly. And be prepared to have all of your windows and doors open to allow air to continually flow through. That's actually quite nice at this time of year. It was uh, not in February. Uh, try to reduce the number of people in the house while the movers are there. We prefer one or two at the most. However, if you need to have the whole family there, then pick one room and stay in that room as much as possible with as little interaction with the movers as you can. Anyone in the house must wear a mask and the entire team will be masked as well. And I know it sounds silly, but have your own pen for signing documents. And then you don't have to worry about transferring uh, germs. So when the movers arrive, one of you will go around with the crew chief, distanced of course, and he'll get a feeling for what's happening, what the flow of the house is and all that. And then after that tour, they're gonna ask you to keep away from them as much as possible. So there's no more helicoptering anymore. You're gonna have to let the guys do what they do and things will be fine. And then after the movers leave, it's important to wipe down all of the services again 
uh, anywhere that you think that they've been touching and, and then make sure that you wash your hands yourself because you just can't be too careful. Um, I do wanna mention about screening. Our crews are screened every day. If someone shows up with symptoms, they don't work. So that can be a bit problematic if you were supposed to have a crew of three or four and there's one less. Uh, but we aren't gonna take a chance with patient zero. So if the movers show up your, at your house and it appears that someone is sick in the house, they have every right to refuse to move you. And in fact, uh, we did a survey a couple of weeks ago um, and 40% of our members did refuse to move someone because there was a customer that was ill. Um, it's our livelihood and we don't wanna risk our fellow's safety, but it's also your health and we don't wanna risk your health either. So we take it very seriously. When we were talking about this uh, in a previous week, you mentioned that this has affected how the crews travel, that uh, they can only have two in a truck where they might need three people. And so they have to have extra transportation. Uh, have any of these measures uh, added to the cost of moving and, and to the time that it takes, uh, Nancy? Sure. Uh, for most part, I would say yes. Uh, but for the most part, uh, movers have tried not to pass on these added expenses of the, you know, their PPE costs. Um, however, um, COVID has resulted in some costs that people wouldn't think of. For instance, it's tough doing that uh, physical work all day long with a mask on, especially when it gets hot and humid in the summer. And you may remember from a previous move where the guys had just come in and they just sailed through and got everything done and then loaded and then out in no time. But it's quite different now with the mask on and the guys have to take breaks. They may add, that may add a bit of time to the move. Now, if you're moving and paying by the hour, then that fee may go up a bit, uh, but not a lot. Uh, cardboard costs a lot more now. And sadly, that is an expense that is starting to increase and be passed on to the customer. In Europe, they call cardboard brown gold because it is so valuable now. Uh, with COVID, it's frowned upon to use used cardboard. So the demand for new cardboard is high, especially with the explosion of Amazon and home delivery, and they are getting their market share. So it's, uh, you know, supply and demand costs. So elevators are an issue. You can only have so many people in an elevator, and now many apartment buildings are asking that movers bring down a load and then let two residents get in and go up to their floor uh, and then they can the movers can start again with another load so that's obviously adding a lot of time and if you're paying by the hour money to your cost but the movers will work that out with you a little bit and, and split the timing on that so it's really important if you're moving into an apartment building or moving out of an apartment building that you find out what the elevator policy is going to be the cost that's really coming into play is uh, the moving from one city to another. And with the isolations and the interprovincial travel restrictions that are coming into play. And I mentioned last week that in New Brunswick, uh, a person relocating to that province must go immediately into a hotel and stay put there for seven days. So at $200 a day, uh, that's racking up to be a serious uh, cost for you that you weren't expecting. So Nancy, 
Um, with COVID, there's also some good news stories, right? And some of the good news stories is, is that some of these moving companies were asked to assist in setting up vaccine clinics across the country. So could you share a little bit about how this happened and some of those good news stories? Sure. Uh, some of our members certainly have been helping out with setting up vaccine clinics. And uh, I know if you've been lucky enough to already get your vaccine and have been at one of these clinics, you know that there's a lot of tables and chairs and temporary walls and all that that needed to be set up. So we've heard from several of our members who have been working on government contracts or hospital contracts um, and worked in small communities uh, that they were the go-to gang to go and uh, help set all of these things up and get all these arenas and halls set up across Canada. So that's been pretty cool. Uh, but we've been helping out with all sorts of assistance through COVID. Several of our members have helped set up the field hospitals that you're hearing about now. Uh, we've had uh, members that have gone into hospitals because when COVID hit, you had to separate out beds and not have as many people in rooms and, and such. So they helped move all of the furniture, excess furniture and equipment into uh, spare meeting rooms and training rooms and helped set up the hospitals with separated beds and such for, for the, uh, unfortunately for the folks that had to get into the hospital. But we've been helping with uh, collecting food for food banks and getting those, uh, getting those filled up again. We've been doing clothes drives, furniture drives, anything we can do to help out in the community. Well, that's a, thanks for helping us understand some of the complications uh, of moving uh, during all of this. And thanks for being with us again this morning. My pleasure. Nancy Irvine is the president of the Canadian Association of Movers and is joining us each week through Moving Month with information to assist consumers in avoiding costly scams. After the break, we'll talk with someone whose bad experience moved her to start a support group for victims of moving scams. Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan with co-host Monica Braz, who is the director of marketing and strategic initiatives with BBB. This month of May has been established as Moving Month by the Better Business Bureau and the Canadian Association of Movers. Nancy Irvine, the president of the Canadian Association of Movers, is joining us on Ask BBB to help present information that will help consumers avoid scams. Nancy and the Canadian Association of Movers have introduced us to our next guest, Jenny Wilcoxon, who is part of a victim support group called Scam Moving Companies. Jenny, thanks for talking with us this morning. You're welcome. So Jenny, can you briefly describe what happened and why you chose to become part of the support group? Yeah, um, so we moved from Ontario to Nova Scotia a year ago and we picked a moving company because we thought that it would be the best compromise between the lowest price or amount we could spend, which would have probably been a U-Haul and doing it all ourselves. And the logistics of it, because we had, we've got two very young kids, we've got animals, it was a long distance, you know. So we tried to pick the best balance between the two and we went for a moving company that had a low quote without really thinking about, you know, the implications of that and what could happen if it was a scam company that would take our belongings and then kind of hold them hostage. And that's exactly what happened. So they kind of picked up the stuff. We gave them an estimate of how much, how many boxes, how much weight we had. 
and they gave us a, a prize of $2,700 based on that estimate. But what happened is they picked up the stuff and then they turned around afterwards and said, no, you, you owe us $6,700. That's how much it will be. And we were like, what? How can there be? So like, it's basically triple the amount that you originally said. And we know what we gave you. And there was this whole dispute about it. We ended up having to pay the money. Um, and the upshot was that the driver delivered the stuff a whole week before we'd even left Ontario. So he ended up delivering it into a storage locker in our new town. And we had to then pay for the storage. We had to pay another company to come and get the stuff and bring it to our house. All told, it cost us about $9,000. Um, and it was a lot of hassle and stress. Some of our stuff was missing. When we actually came to unpack, we were missing some things. And there was just, there was no recourse. There was no way for us to get help or advice without paying for a lawyer, which we didn't have money for by that point. The police were not interested on either end because it's a civil dispute. It's over money. So they were like, you've already paid, you've already got your stuff what can we do like we can't help you with that go to small claims court so then you're risking having to spend more money on court proceedings you would probably have to go back to Ontario again to attend court to go you know deal with it so and I think they bank on that they know that people won't do that after the fact so they're very brazen and kind of rude about taking the money from you in the first place because they know you're not going to do anything about it afterwards there's no way to get them <laughs> And that's kind of why I started the group is to try and provide some steps for people who've fallen into the same position. So Jenny, you know, what was that quote? Like that, obviously that quote was significantly less than some of the other quotes that you had gotten, but in comparison to how much you landed up paying in the end, it was probably significantly more than some of those original quotes that you had had. Right. Like, yeah. Do you remember a little bit of like yeah, what yeah. the difference would be? Yeah, so we looked at first into a U-Haul and a U-Haul would have been about $4,000 if we'd have gotten a truck and driven it ourselves um, because they had a big fee for not dropping it off in the same place. So that's what made it $4,000. Like it was obviously a lot less to rent the vehicle, but there was a big charge for picking it up in Hamilton and then dropping it off in Nova Scotia. So that's, we decided against that because of the amount of hassle for us to move all the stuff ourselves in and out of the trucks and do the drive-in with the kids. And then the next thing was like a moving pod company, like a metal container. And they drop that off at your house for a month. You fill it up. That option was about 4,500. And then the cheapest quote that I got from an actual dedicated moving company, which I think was two men in a truck, was 8,000. He said between eight and 10,000. And then another company quoted 7,500, another one quoted nine. So they were all in that region. And then along came Move Me Again, and theirs was, oh, 2,700. Along with this like dazzling saleswoman who kind of, you know, tried to explain it she she explained it that other companies who are dedicated are only interested in picking up your stuff putting it in the truck driving it all the way to the new place so you're the one who's paying for all the gas and the hours for the employees she was like but what we do is we put together everybody's stuff into one big container and we separate it out into like sections so then you're sharing the cost of the gas and the man hours with other people who were also moving at the same time as you. So that made a lot of sense as to why it would be 2,700 and not like eight grand. Um, but in reality, when you think about it now, when I saw that truck filled up, it was almost, it was two thirds full with our stuff. It was probably about 75%. 
And I've since found out that the maximum weight load for that truck is 9,000 pounds of weight. And so they weren't putting anything else in that truck. Like there's nobody else who's going to be moving with that small kind of space worth of stuff. So that was a lie. Yeah. So that that's what's interesting sometimes, right? Is because sometimes people think, oh, it should be obvious that it's a scam. But mm -hmm. that's the struggle with this is that it's not that obvious, right? Like the story yeah. can actually make um, a lot of sense. And so it really comes down to doing research and, mm -hmm. you know, trying to find out specifically um, some feedback about that company. And so that's why this this victim support group seems to be such a great um, option to be able to help people in this situation. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, what's happening is people are not really finding the group until after this has happened to them. Whereas my goal when I set it up in the first place was that, you know, perhaps people would look, especially on Facebook, for the name of the company before. And, you know, now that all of the company names that we've come across are listed in our group, that's the goal. But, you know, sometimes it happens. Most of the time, though, people have already been scammed and then they put it into Facebook and find us and send us a message asking for help because they're like, we don't know what to do now. So looking to see if they're uh, accredited by the BBB and a member of the Canadian Movers Association is really underscored by, by your experience. So Jenny, one of the things we haven't talked about is the emotional trauma uh, that this whole situation can cause. Can you just speak to that for a moment? Yeah, um, so basically I think these companies capitalize on the fact that once they have all of your belongings, they know that they have like an emotional control and what they did with, with ours and what we've seen with other complaints was they will impose a time critical situation on you. So for us, the driver himself, instead of the office, the driver called us on his cell phone and he said, I'm in Yarmouth, I'm outside your house, I need to deliver the stuff right now. Meanwhile, we were still in the stages of conversing with the office about this inflated quote, like we hadn't paid them yet because we were not anywhere close to agreeing. And so they, they forced the issue and made it like this really stressful, emotional thing by getting the driver to call us and say, you know, basically, if you don't go to the bank now by 5 p.m. and pay it in in cash, we're just going to dump all of your stuff off in Montreal and it's going to be stuck there for months and months and you won't have your things for months and you'll have to pay like a daily fee for the storage and they really really knew exactly what to say to make us panic because you know I'm not the kind of person generally speaking that would fall into a scam like that or be willing to go and pay seven thousand dollars into somebody's bank in cash but they knew exactly what to do to make me do it and it worked like i ran and got in the car and drove as fast as i could to make it happen because i just could not fathom the idea of having two little kids and no beds no clothes no pet food nothing that we needed so uh, how can people access the support group jenny um you can find it on facebook so you can type in um scam moving companies victim support group and it should come up on facebook as like a business page um and you can message the page that's what most people do is send a message and they'll just detail what it is that's happened usually what i would do is to direct them towards legal help depending on their circumstances so sometimes we can offer free legal help or advice other times we would direct them to a lawyer who we use in toronto and he would give them paid legal advice, but either way, it's a way for them to, you know, be represented and fill out the necessary paperwork to go to court um, and start proceedings with their legal representative who 
is by now very familiar <laughs> with all of the people who are dealing with this. You know, we're contacting them weekly about new complaints. Well, Jenny, we want to thank you very much for sharing your story and your time with us this morning. You're welcome. We've been speaking with Jenny Wilcoxon of Yarmouth, Nova Scotia, part of the Scam Moving Company's Victim Support Group. We'll return in a moment. Welcome back to this final portion of Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan with co-host Monica Braz, the Director of Marketing and Strategic Initiatives with BBB. And through this month, we're featuring information about movers and moving. BBB has collaborated with the Canadian Association of Movers to declare May Moving Month. It is a concerted effort to help people avoid scammers who have set up elaborate schemes that cost people precious dollars and put their possessions in peril. Next week, Nancy Irvine joins us once more and we'll talk to a lawyer who is helping victims deal with scam movers. And Monica, that's our time for this week on Ask BBB. You can contact us anytime on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at BBB Western ONT. If you have a question or a guest suggestion, tweet us at hashtag AskBBB. And thanks once more for listening this morning. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Monica Braz. Remember, Ask BBB. And start with trust.